and we're back. Ooh, <laughs> love it. The they thems are back in town. The they thems are back in town. Thank you for that lovely cold open. Good morning, <laughs> and welcome back to our Weekly Wiseman, the Weekly Wiseman podcast where we talk about weekly the films of Frederick Wiseman. I am B. Peterson, I am your host, and with me as always is... Harold Urtiaga, freshly thawed and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, so why don't we talk about that? Because Mark, uh, my co-host Mark, has been over in Ohio where there is snow, but there are no power outages. And my other co-host Anna has been in NYC in Virginia where there is snow and icky, but no power outages. And I have been in Washington where there has been snow, but no power outages. And you, Harold, are at the center <laughs> of one of the worst natural disasters to come your way in quite a bit right so yeah yeah texas had some uh historic snowfall um now two weeks ago which is kind of crazy uh but literally you know uh, no part of austin or texas's infrastructure is built for snow so uh, every time it, it does snow uh, every city shuts down essentially uh, and this was made even worse by the total, you know, level of snow. Never been, you know, hasn't been seen in like half a century, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, so much that the, the power required for people to heat their homes uh, completely shut down our electrical grid. And uh, Texas being the uh, sort of se secession happy state that it is, uh decided to uh not Refused join to accept help Ex well i think that's kind of kind of simplifying it, right there was a yeah, lot of talk okay. about oh this is what this is what you get for for voting republican legislators in which ignores the fact that you know texas is gerrymandered red line to hell mm -hmm. and uh, you know awful in, in terms of voter suppression just like many southern states uh but uh, uh, you know, the main culprit here is a company called ERCOT, which regulates uh, our our energy um, and the sort of years of deregulation and, and lack of winterization, uh, lack of upgrades uh, sort of, you know, ended in, in several dead. Uh, many apartments on fire because people were burning things to, to stay warm. Uh, and 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 you know just it's just awful 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 all around. Uh, in in my case, we ran out of power about two a.m. Uh, the first night it happened, I think it was, it was Sunday into Monday, and then by you know we spent Monday night in a very cold apartment, and it got down to about thirty-five degrees. Uh, my roommate, you know, we didn't recognize it at the time, which just shows you how easy something like this is to miss. I was suffering from like level one hypothermia just like starting uh oh. and they decided to uh warm up by trying to take a shower which is the number one thing you're not, not supposed, supposed to, to do. do yeah 
Uh, but it's it's so insidious, you know. They didn't even recognize that they were going through, you know, this 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 level of uh, of cold. Um, and yeah, they they, they, okay? they went into shock for a bit. Uh, thankfully, oh. doing you know doing much better. Uh, by the end of that second night, we were like, we have to find somewhere to go. And luckily enough, uh, out of all my roommates, uh, I'm the one with parents here, and they had power and running water and space so uh we lucked out you're luckier than than a lot of people um but those those yeah those first 36 hours uh rough to say the least so are you staying on campus at ut austin no i'm not or are you off campus I'm, okay yeah, i'm i'm in southeast austin and that's where my parents are okay all right well thank goodness for <laughs> thank goodness for that um of course the the, the very famous you know ted cruz uh, fiasco which has oh i don't you know, yeah that man which which happened and then stopped and now nobody's uh and then yeah. is blamed his daughters and then yeah and now he's just doing and... some like pr cleanup bs and he went he did stand up about it oh like, jesus what oh. And, and, anyway. and now you know uh everybody sort of expected to resume uh their 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 daily lives like nothing happened and, and it, it's you know almost funny because the snow melted so quickly that you know the evidence of of all of our suffering just literally evaporated right uh and <laughs> and then you know one week into trying to sort of cobble our lives back together uh today governor greg abbott was like hey uh, number one, I'm not going to talk about the snow thing that just happened. Forget about it. And number two, uh, we're opening Texas up 100%. No masks required. Let's go, baby. Um, which, yeah. Uh, I really, really hoped that, um, after, you know, crossing, God, 500,000 deaths, uh, that this, and, and, you know, finally getting some degree of, like, vaccine circulation that everybody you know even texas would be like okay let's lock things down for a little bit and then everybody can get vaccinated and we can all you know uh start uh sort of easing on that um in the fall i really i was really hoping that i could attend uh fall classes in person uh but the way that things That's are okay. now, it's yeah, it's absolutely not gonna happen. I'm gonna spend my whole MA at the University of Zoom. Um, I should <laughs> I should move some somewhere with a better B view at least, uh, so I can. Hey man, why don't you come on up over, uh, come up to Tri Cities? We're it's we're still a we're still a red pocket within a blue state, but 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 we've got really good food. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh no, uh. Yeah, that's just Greg Abbott was one of the first politicians I learned the name of after coming out um, because of his just disgusting legislation regarding trans people. And yeah, and that name has never really gone away because he's just continued to be a terrible person <laughs> in regards to his policies and his general attitude towards most people. That's right. Uh, just, just a, just a monstrous, monstrous man. Um, there's really, yeah, nothing more I can, I can say about it. But, but to, 
turn things positive. Um, so, and while also still speaking about Austin, uh, today's film. Hi, this is a Frederick Wiseman podcast, and we're talking about uh, we're talking about the 2010 film Boxing Gym, which was filmed in the spring of 2007. Right, I mean not here, but right where right in, right in the heart of Austin, Texas, and uh, this is I'm really gonna be kind of letting you take the floor with this episode, Harold. Um, because I mean, this is not only is this the f- first Wiseman film that you saw, but it's one that you have a pretty close connection to. And I just, you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. This is like the reason that you put me on this show in the first place. Right. <laughs> um, if, if we're being honest here. Uh, so, uh, I discovered Wiseman's work through this film and completely stumbled upon it. Uh, almost by accident. Uh, so I, I I went to undergrad at UT Austin as well um, because I just love the damn place. Uh, not really. Uh, I, I, I love the, the, the faculty there. Um, but I, one of the classes that I took was called Cinema Lab, uh, taught by Deb Lewis, who is an amazing um, just filmmaker, uh, instructor, uh, and, you know, in, in my sort of weird curriculum that I had built for myself, I didn't really have time to do like a thesis film. I just hadn't made enough progress in my career uh, to, to reach the thesis film level by the time that I, I finished my, my, you know, my three years because I transferred in from community college. But I digress. Cinema Lab... Um, is it's sort of focused around making uh, really short, I guess you could call them microfilms, but really short, under five minute film projects. And you make one a week. And uh, they oh, sort of so cool. run the, the, the gamut of, yeah, yeah, of like production level and uh, improvisation. And, and we had one big project that was two weeks long. And that project was, you know, uh, break off in teams of two. And one of you is going to be a camera person, and then the other one's going to be sound. Um, and then your goal is to take a bus, uh, go to a part of town that you've never been to before, and find somewhere to film, and do like a, a sort of observational, very Wiseman-esque uh, sort of tone poem documentary. It could take whatever shape you wanted. Uh, and but did she like, mention oh, Wiseman in the like the briefing of? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Uh, so I was like, oh man, you know, what, what part of town haven't I really been to? Cause I've been, you know, living here since 2001, I think like, oh, I've been everywhere. Uh, so I decided to go a little bit farther North. I always lived kind of South, Southeast, East side of town. Um, so I decided to go to the more Northern part, North, uh, Lamar street, um, and we were riding the bus and I saw this sign that said boxing gym. Um, and you know, it, it, it looked like a much older place, uh, than the sort of surrounding buildings. And we can, we'll talk a little bit more about that once we get into the film itself. Um, but I was immediately interested, interested in it. Uh, we didn't stop there. We actually ended up going to the far north side of town. Nothing really caught our attention the way that boxing gym did. So we went back around, took the bus. We took much longer on this assignment than any other group. 
And right when we go to this boxing gym, it looks so interesting. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I, I, I meet the guy who's running it. His name's Richard Lord. Uh, this is so he, cute. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, this looks really interesting. Do you mind if we shoot something here? And he was like, oh, you know what's funny? Uh, there was this guy, Frederick Wiseman, who did a documentary uh, not too long ago on this very gym. Uh, and I was like, oh, man, somebody already beat me to it. Uh, so I, I sort of decided to rework my project and incorporate uh, the, the the footage that I'd shot with uh, uh, footage from, from Wiseman's boxing gym. Uh, so that's, yeah, I ended up checking out the DVD from the library, watched it, and I was like, oh, oh wow. Um, <laughs> and there, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, no. Um, and that short is still available. It's on Vimeo. Um, and I'm going to link it. Uh, in the show notes to this episode because I watched it this morning and it's lovely. It's a lovely little film. Um, hearing young Harold speak about how bummed he was that, oh no, I haven't discovered something new or whatever. And then realizing that, but I really got swept up in the rhythms of the film. And anyway, it's, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a great little show. I also watched uh, your short uh, Crafty, um, which is, just adorable. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I sure is a first, first film. <laughs> to say the uh, least. Yeah. My, my favorite, I, I, my favorite I, bit was the cut to the title where she's she goes like snip snip with the scissors. Oh, it's a good shot. So I guess some more information on on Boxing Jim Frederick Wiseman's film. It's his shortest film that we've seen so far. Um, at only ninety minutes. Um, we started with four and a half hours, and now we're down to a just three hours, a full three hours shorter. Um, and and well, it's it's really well paced, and it's also um, well, it was his I think his last film that he shot on film. Um, now that I'm realizing it, because we watched Crazy Horse um, all the all that time ago, and that appeared to be shot on digital and so i guess that was his first film shot on digital and this was his last film shot on film because we're back in that academy ratio um and much more grainier look yeah is so his his last film shot on film it looks really nice and um it's also the maybe because it's a sh it's only 90 minutes um uh, but it's the first of his films that feels truly like it's just one long montage in my taking notes for the film of like scene descriptions or whatever just a lot of it is just like i was almost going to just like training montage training montage training it's just a lot of training montages and and what it does so expertly is it is it builds it crescendos and then decrescendos throughout this film just these these rising and these falling of all the the timers and the, the punching bag you can hear the punching bags and all all the sounds in the way that this film crests and then and then falls and it it it's it's i mean the it's on the posters like his most meditative work it is a very meditative and thought and qu almost quiet despite this constant noise that you hear for most of the film it's a very it's a very peaceful film almost which is which is weird to say because it's about people punching each other and punching stuff but yeah no it's i was i was really quite taken by it no yeah i i mean i i completely agree with with all those assertions uh i was also struck by the fact that it was you know 
especially coming at it backwards from his most recent film, the, the fact that this was his last uh, movie shot on film um, is pretty is pretty amazing. I mean, in 2010, this was like the last sort of couple of years or so before digital filmmaking really kind of became viable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and when, you know in that short that I made, uh, Richard Lord uh, makes a comment about uh, Frederick Wiseman uh, having these stacks of like film canisters like all the way up to the ceiling, right? And all of it, it is just boxing gym footage, right? Which like, <laughs> thank goodness you know Wiseman made the pivot to 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 the digital because as as much as I admire this, I'm like how much money. My first thought is how much money, and not only that's so much you know, film uh, that we're not seeing yeah, exactly printing, printing this, uh, uh, getting it exposed, developed. And I'm, I'm sure you know, yeah, Zipporah has you know in-house uh, development for for sure. this exact reason. But but even so, you know that that's a lot of stock that needs to be bought uh, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, which really, yeah, it made me really sort of appreciate. Uh, just the, the the I guess devotion because you know you're shooting something on film that crafty short was shot on 16 millimeter I like storyboarded the hell out of that because mm-hmm. I was like I have like two minutes max right of film and if I mess it up if it's like overexposed that's eating into my time so can and you tell me about it, the last shot in crafty though because that film because the last shot of the film it's it you get the weird worrying effect and then it eventually just goes white um like uh uh was that intentional uh yeah 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 i was okay doing it i had just seen persona okay (laughs) yeah yeah i I definitely got that vibe uh yeah yeah there's a little bit a little bit of the palma in there it's definitely like oh this is a a, a kitschy uh twee student film Mm -hmm. uh absolutely it's fun i enjoyed it Yeah, and honestly, I would love to shoot like on sixteen again. It's so such a good time. That that would um, be love. I would love to do that at my film school. Never got you would only the juniors and seniors um, got to do that, and I only got the first year in, so I never got to never got to do with it. But my film photography, that stuff, love that. Um, anyway, um, yeah, no, it just I'm wondering if maybe after Wiseman passes. And which in about 50 years or so um, <laughs> is when that'll happen, uh, hopefully. But um, after. Yeah, he... and, and, and it'll be more like, you know, he sort of radiates into a bright light. Right. And then he's, mm-hmm. he kind of turns into a baby again. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then we'll have. Yeah, we'll have baby Wiseman. Um, and he'll still be making movies just from a from a new perspective. Um, but uh, <laughs> but after if sometime in the future that if there would it would just imagine the how incredible it would be if they just like, yeah, here's all of the footage that he shot, like everything from all his movies. Like, cause I mean, he shoots hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage for like everything. And we only ever see 90 minutes to at most six hours of it. And so imagine if we could see everything in, in all its glory, yeah. that would be like the uh, greatest it- wealth of, I mean, he hates the term observational cinema, but that's that's kind of what it is, um, especially in, if we just take it as unedited and we just take all of the footage, then, yeah. I mean, people could, could, could make their own, right? you know, uh, versions of, you know, City Hall, 
uh, etc. That, that contain no footage from the actual, you know, final product. If if the if the Zebora Films records librarian, if they have a records manager of some kind, mm-hmm. please email us. Oh Get in yeah. Touch. No, I've 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 shouted out on Twitter is like, who is your dream guest? Uh, Frederick Wiseman is our dream guest. <laughs> Anyone I from Zipporah Films would get too nervous. I would like to talk to a staff member. Okay, who I can at least not be like, oh my god, are you, you might possibly be one of our great greatest living filmmakers. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. What's up? King? Well, I mean, he does seem to be very he 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 does seem very approachable in interviews, and he's nice. He's he's casual. He doesn't. He doesn't have this air of, oh, I am one of the great filmmakers of all time. He's just like, I just like going and shooting stuff and spending time with it in an editing room. Like, he's he's a very chill, down-to-earth guy, it seems. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, one of my friends uh, was working, I think, for a full-frame uh, documentary film festival, and apparently uh, Wiseman stopped by one day and was, was very sweet. Absolute sweet. Oh, wow. Awesome. Um did you ever get uh, his height? Did you ever figure out? No, I still have, we still have not figured He's... out his, his Frederick Wiseman's height. If we ever get him on the podcast, that is the first and yeah. the last question we will ask. Because <laughs> uh, um... he, cause he we, but we can agree, yeah, you know, sh- short king, short king energy. For sure. For sure. Most most definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I we're kind of talking around this movie just because I mean it's it's kind of I mean it's almost like talking about a short film because in reference to all the other stuff we've talked about because it is so short and it is kind of so singular. I mean, it's we're just it's just kind of like almost like a photograph of this almost kind of a utopian space where mm-hmm. people from all walks of life can come and and work out and exercise and there's there's a great moment um in there where uh um, one of the members is talking to a a newer guy and he's just like yeah i mean it's weird how like there's such a violent connotation with boxing but like this is just the friendliest atmosphere and if you come in here trying to be a tough guy you're not going to last long because we're we're all about the friendly like we see kids um moms with their babies are here and um and in maybe my favorite scene, um, which is right at the beginning, is uh, the the manager Richard is his name. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, and he's talking with some parents about a kid who has epilepsy, and he's like, "Yeah, we can still work with this kid. No blows to the head, and they're very safety conscious. And it just it's an inclusive environment. We see people of all body sizes working there, um, and it's." It's just it's really cool to see this 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 like it's not a mecca but like a like a, this little utopian space where everyone can come and 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 work together on on themselves. Yeah, and I I was going to say that you know everybody kind of leaves their personal lives uh, at the door, but that's not not exactly the case. Like you said, there's there's babies and, and carriers. There's somebody bringing their dog. Yeah, uh, and you know naturally they're talking about their their personal lives mm-hmm. uh, in be in between you know these exercises uh, and this sparring. Um, so so it all you know informs what they bring into the gym, but they're all meeting in this common ground of right. like physicality. Uh, Despite what their motives for for being there might might be, 
Um, but yeah, R- Richard Lord, I, you know, in, in meeting him, he is a- exactly like he appears in the movie. <laughs> um, and you know, j- just a, a down to earth guy. He's he's been there so long, so he's he's really like a part of of the community uh, from from what I could see. And I think what tells you the most about him, not you know, not only the, the way that he is very patient and sort of uh, can really speak to the the kids that he's working with, that's important. But just the the something so simple as like. For, you know in this gym it's a 50 dollar flat fee a month uh per month no contracts uh no plastic it is that i think that is gets to the heart of, of richard lord better than 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 anything he's he's our marty walsh this time around even though i i will say there's there's kind of like a it's such a it's such a smaller space that there is kind of this like semi-ensemble that you see right um and we can we can mm-hmm. talk about that a bit more but i want to ask you if you noticed uh richard lord's rat tail oh yeah no that that was very present um uh he still got it it's it's very oh it he does yeah because it's (laughs) it's very small but when you notice it you it's you just can't unsee it and there's also like a painting on the wall in the film of him and it's got the rat tail which is just flying out very visible and but yeah it's his padawan braid yeah no he yeah no i would i would love to see a conversation between mayor mayor marty walsh and and richard lauren just talk about talk about their views on life you know (laughs) these (laughs) anyway um yeah no there is there is an ensemble in the film that we see a lot of people pop up over uh, a few times um i don't know if he works there but there's or if he's just a member but there's um a middle-aged um i'm guessing uh a mexican uh man he's he's uh buzz cut or bald yeah yeah and he's talking he spends a lot uh, several scenes talking to younger kids about like their lives and how their mental state and kind of like how to push through tough things and kind of thing and he's he's there in the background in a lot of scenes um but and and from the way he kind of carries himself i think he's like semi-pro yeah uh Because he talks about the, you know, this hits you like seventy five percent of the way into the movie. He's like, oh yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna be retiring from from doing boxing uh, soon, mm-hmm. which gives you just instantly gives you this whole perception of him, right? Uh, and then he proceeds to like give that sagely advice to yeah, like you said, some kid looks to be like in his twenties, mm-hmm. um, and it really just. You you know that that every bit with him kind of compounds uh, to tell you a little bit more more about him, right? In a really interesting way. Um, yeah, there's, and I think the coolest uh, person that we never met that is only mentioned in this film is the sixty eight year old woman who can run the speed bag better than anyone any of the pros. I, it's it's a shame that, that we never saw her because I would have loved to see. love to see that um but yeah no there's there's a guy that we see a couple times that helps out um that helps out another uh i i'm it's it's all kind of a blur because we just we 
as opposed to other scenes, like the the longest scene in here might be only like four minutes um, at the most. And then we're moving on. So it's little bits and pieces, but like you'll recognize their shirt or or recognize their face or whatever. And they'll just be um, helping someone out. Um, uh, yeah, this is, it's, it's really just a film of moments as opposed to film with scenes like there are scenes in this film. But uh, but. Uh, one of one of the best ones I think is uh, Richard working with a kid who used to be a street fighter um, around the punching ball. I, I, don't, I don't know all the technical terms for all of these things, but I called it a punching ball as opposed to a punching bag. It's the one with the rope on both ends and you punch it and slap, moves back and forth. Um, where he's like talking to him, he's like, okay, so this is what you've learned. Now here's how to make your stance better, how to make your follow through better. And just working with seeing seeing Richard work with uh with women with men with kids with older people like all this stuff it's just there's I'm I'm just rambling at this point it's just there's no 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 he he's really like like I said the glue that ties the place together mm-hmm. um and you know you 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 see it uh on the walls you know discolored posters obviously this place has been around uh, for a long time, the ring like squeaks every time you step right. on it, and that contributes right. to this kind of cacophony that drives mm-hmm. organized cacophony, rhythmic cacophony, but cacophony, non- you know, nonetheless. There's a lot of noise all the time coming from like all these different places, um, but it really gives character to to you know everybody says oh the setting is a character yeah the boxing gym itself uh, is a character right. in, in this one, and I feel like the you know the fact that the location itself um, is obviously, you know, has been around for a while. It's, it's, it's older. It's showing signs of wear. Uh, plus, coupled with the fact that it's it's Wiseman's uh, last movie sh- uh, that's shot on film, makes it feel like it's from another era. Mm-hmm, this for could sure. be something from the 90s. Uh, yeah. And the only way you would be able to tell is that they talk about a very specific 2007 incident. Very important. Uh and it's only dropped in like the later half of the film uh, discussions turn to the the Virginia Tech shooting right and that was when i realized it's like oh wait this took place in 2007 this was shot in 2007 so this is shot 3 years before it came out um so he had a lot of time to work with this but yeah no that when that started happening i'm like they talk about like yeah the psych and like one of the people knows one of the persons who's in the hospital like they they got shot in their in the kidney and yeah, no, that, that was, that was an interesting thread. And then later we hear, um, some other boxers, other, other people there talking about like the psychology of like, what does it take for a person to, to just do that? Um, yeah, no, it's it, right. Yeah. One, one of the boxers is like, you know, he killed himself, you know, how dare he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. No, that, that just kind of comes in from nowhere and, and and yet it fits it it fits with this this idea of of the connotation of like this is this is actually is not a violent space and when actual violence emerges that it is something very jarring um that 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 here yeah we might be hitting each other we might be sparring um but this is this is all about love and community and like to when when violence actually tears a community apart that that's that's the worst thing imaginable. And I think it's, yeah, it's, it's a, 
it's a it's a it's a very nice thread the this uh i i will say it also i i don't know to me has some more uh i i guess uh weight to it because austin specifically ut that was where the first mass college shooting happened right in the 60s uh at at the tower Mm -hmm. um and then uh you know i don't know if this is like a, a, a sort of it all just sort of happened like this i don't know to what level you know wiseman is making this connection and putting it into the filmmaking versus what i'm getting out of it as you know a, a, a viewer with my own you know history somebody from austin you know quote unquote from austin adopted austinite um i don't know how much of this is it connects because later on uh you see you, the one time that we leave the boxing gym it turns night mm-hmm. uh, you, the shots transition to nighttime rather mm-hmm. it's just a, a lovely sequence oh yes it's just the the, the the two people just going away at the at the big rubber tire yeah out in front of the gym well into the, the nighttime mm-hmm. uh but the, the you know transitions back to day and you see a lot of exterior shots of buildings uh sort of lead to a shot of a warm-up exercises in a parking garage uh, that's all UT. All of that is UT. Okay, cool. I was oh. wondering. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. The cinematography in this, it is, it's very good looking. The framing is always, always interesting, always dynamic. Uh, there's a one scene towards the end where like we just stay like focused on the feet of two people like shadow boxing by themselves, like a man and a woman in a ring. And it's just like looking at their, their footwork um, the camera's moving back and forth between them as they circle each other around the ring in this like hypnotic, hypnotic moment. And so we've got all that stuff inside the boxing ring. But when we leave, um, when we have that sequence of like it's sunset in the parking lot, it is gorgeous. All the stuff with the Austin skyline and then with the final conclusion of the film with that sunset Oh yeah, it looks painted. It's yeah, no, it's beautiful. I was like, my jaw was on the floor. Like, we had a similar ending with uh with uh City Hall, with which also ended with a sunset over the skyline, but this blew that out of the water. Like, it's it's just so rich. The colors are so vivid. Um, and it yeah, no, that was yeah, no, I love the bit in the parking garage where suddenly we're treated to all this very empty space, these very stark angles, a lot of harsh direct lighting. Um and yeah, no, that was I I I enjoyed that. Um enjoyed that bit. Uh I kept w- wondering while watching this film, what would this film have looked like if it was made in 1975? Um specifically because what would what would any boxing movie be look like that was made before Rocky? Because I, it's an inevitable comparison to because I mean the Rocky invented like invented codified the modern interpretation of a a training montage like in in that famous sequence in in the nineteen seventy six film and this film is essentially ninety minutes of that I mean maybe like maybe 75 minutes with the other 15 minutes being like people talking. Um, but, and I'm just wondering is like where, how, how would, would this film look any different? I mean, obviously it would be different, but like, I'm wondering like, how would the, how would the rhythm and the pacing and all of it, what would it look like if, if, 
if it was made before that language was 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 conc- concreted into into cinema into the vernacular when when rocky came out it's just it was just something it was just something i was thinking about throughout the film yeah cuz i mean there there's so many like more classical boxing movies but they don't really i you know in those it seems like boxing is just like a set dressing mm-hmm. for some you know human drama at the center of it yeah uh you know i'm never really that energy think, in it yeah i'm thinking of like on the waterfront he doesn't even box in that one he's just a boxer <laughs> Yeah. Um, Marlon Brando does not box in that one. Uh, but there was a, a raging bull poster mm-hmm. um, in 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 the boxing gym. If you caught that one, yep, I did. And yeah, I'm like, hey, did you see the movie? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, raging bull. Mm. I it's it's funny because Martin Scorsese is like whenever he comes after like streaming or MCU or whatever like people lose their minds um like MCU fans lose their minds um like how dare he not call our stuff cinema all you make is gangster flicks i'm just like have you even seen his movies um, i mean granted raging bull does have gangsters well, okay. in it. It, it it does the deal with organized made- crime like what 40 30 films and like yeah. eight of them are about gangsters or gangster related yeah like, have yeah last temptation of christ gangster flick man uh, yeah Kundu. honestly the disciples gangster. the disciples were a, oh yeah. A, yeah judas he a was a, he was a real brawler um yeah. the real Keitel. wise the real wise guy <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's so god i still can't get over just harvey Keitel, full bronx accent in the, the <laughs> middle, judas of the, is... middle of jerusalem hey I'm, i I'm love that away. that is that is my favorite martin scorsese film is the last have you seen of christ have you seen alice doesn't live at home anymore i haven't I, that's... Al, alice doesn't doesn't live here anymore i haven't you you you'd enjoy that. One. I I it is it is one of my many missions to get through all of Scorsese's films. Uh, I'm like three or four away from cool. I mean, at least narrative shorts. But yeah, it's 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 been a fun journey. Uh, I, I would recommend. But yeah, recommend no, it. for me, Scorsese's far and away most interesting work to me has been Silence and the Last Temptation of Christ. Whenever he in- interrogates um, faith, I just I find that fascinating coming from him. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, no, um, there, I'll just, I'll just take this time to shout out, um, the, the video by Brows Held High or Kyle Calgren. Um, yeah, who, shout out Kyle Calgren. Yeah, no, he's, cause he's great. He's awesome. Um, and he has a great video on, on the montage in Rocky and on the idea of montage itself. Um, and anyway, so just, yeah, just go look up Brows Held High, Rocky. I'm, we're all waiting for him to finally release his Starship Troopers video, which is supposed to be like three and a half like, hours long. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, anyway, yeah. No, one of the, he was, uh, uh, one of the, I found him initially because when I was first watching Tarkovsky films and he was one of the only people that have a video essay on nostalgia, which is one of my favorite movies, uh, Andre Tarkovsky's nostalgia. And I was like, who is guy? This guy is amazing. And then I went back and found all of his stuff. And then through him also found, um, his partner, uh, Jordan Searles, who is just one of the best critics that I have yet come across, uh, her work. Um, I, I love her series on Steven universe, um, and going into all the, the talking about trauma and stuff like that in that show. Steven universe is just one of my favorite shows. Um, but anyway, just shout out, shout out to Kyle Calgren for, for just always doing great work. 
Um, uh, but yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a ton much more to say about about uh, boxing gym in particular. Um, it's just it's a very yeah. it's a very very good film. Yeah, and it's you know, like we mentioned the tight ninety, but it's doesn't doesn't really overstay its welcome. Uh, it's just it's so and it's like a, and it doesn't like feel said, too short either. Like yeah, and it's such a self contained kind of world. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, just that one minor glimpse we get kind of to the periphery, uh, is all is all it really needs. Right. You know, it doesn't need more context about like Austin as a city. Uh, or you know, whatever. Cause like, who cares? Uh, it's about it's about the boxing. Yeah. Um, and well, it's not it's, even it's, about the boxing, man. It's about it's about pushing through your stuff, man, and it's about your yeah. mental state, man. <laughs> but the, but this could be like a, a a boxing gym anywhere, right? It, mm-hmm. There's nothing specifically Austin about it. Although you know, as somebody who who lives here like i said this could be a movie from the 90s it definitely feels like it's you know uh, a snapshot of an austin that doesn't really exist anymore uh Mm -hmm. you know this and you maybe never will again you just can't get you just can't get this kind of uh, community building or artistic you know uh rendition of a a, 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 something like a planet fitness something (laughs) like an orange something like an orange theory you just can't (laughs) yeah gold's gym we're here for yeah, we're these... here for you as the individual no we're not <laughs> yeah all of these are places are, are so so uh well corporate sterilized do we know uh, impersonal how how boxing gym is doing during covid that's a great question i have not checked um every time <laughs> we I'm, did I'm, this I'm for our to last check... episode when we talked about crazy horse but uh now let's now let's figure out uh, what is what is COVID? Because now we're talking about we're going into all these uh, uh, Wiseman's focusing on private institutions. So like, how are they doing during COVID? Uh, that's yeah. I'm I'm kind of afraid to because um, every place that I've looked up has been like, oh, close due to COVID, mm-hmm. uh, close due to COVID. This you know, 2020, we lost our big two video rental stores, which I'm still you know heartbroken about. Mm-hmm. Vulcan Video and I Love Video two legendary like austin institutions gone overnight it um appears that they are open question mark nice or they're 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 at least they they have not shut down um uh yeah it looks like it's doing fine so cool I hope no one is getting COVID there. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of reimagine or uh, an Austin that doesn't exist anymore, I, I just wanted to mention. Or actually, let's do our quantified vibe check, and then we'll then we'll I'll I'll talk about this. But uh, what so what's your what's your quantified vibe check for boxing gym? Give, yeah, give me give me five timer beeps. Mm. Uh, out out of five games of leapfrog. Okay. Oh yeah, that was so hilarious. <laughs> that bit I was like. They're leapfrogging, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, I'm. I I don't know what else I can give it besides six out of six rounds, baby. Um, this is a knockout of a movie. <laughs> okay, that, that, was, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, <laughs> and scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, now we're like that Facebook musical in At Berkeley. <laughs> uh, 
Oh boy! Um, Don't remind me. This is like yeah. This is like, gosh. Uh, yeah. Isn't it sorry. cool that we sorry, can yeah, just Berkeley. that we now will forever have this vernacular where we can just reference some obscure thing in a Wiseman movie, and we'll, we'll know exactly what we're talking about. Um, I I personally love it. Um, yeah, this is, this is real bonding for us, Harold. Um, but uh, in. An, uh, speaking of an Austin that doesn't exist anymore, I was looking at because you mentioned uh, uh, Deborah Lu- or Deb Lewis or Deborah Lewis, your your instru- former instructor, and she was the cinematographer on one of the segments of a film called Slacker 2011. Do you know about this movie? Yeah, yes, I do know about Slacker 2011. Can you tell um, me what this is? <laughs> I don't know if it's a shot by shot recreation. Uh, I think it might be seriously of Slacker. Yeah, with uh gosh i think just like austin people just like well-known i'm looking at the cast and it's the same it yeah no it is the same like like you know jokey uh uh, credits where it's like the 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 funny cast listings like hit and run son or uh uh has great sound or espresso czar and all that stuff but yeah. So, so yeah, then it must be just a straight on. Have you uh, seen it? Reshoot. I have not. Okay. Um, and it's weird. been plenty of years since I've seen Slacker originally. Uh-huh. Um, which is funny because one of my sort of desk script ideas is to do a sort of send up of it that's with an entirely Latino cast. I um, I want to see that. And. Oh yeah, um, and we we can talk more about it later. Okay. Uh, but it's so funny that that I, I just like I think about these locations in mm. Slacker, and I think about the fact that they are revisited in 2011, and how, I don't know how anyone can get anything else from that movie <laughs> other than Austin has been gentrified to hell. <laughs> that is like so so like. I don't know. It's, it's it's so glaringly obvious, mm-hmm. you know, when you you thinking of of, of, of these places, uh, that like I don't know. It it is just some tunnel vision on somebody's part to like not. Who who knows? Who knows? Whatever. Uh, we can we, we can get into my 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 deal with with Slacker later. Yeah. Okay. I'll just say that I I own the Slacker uh, Criterion Blu-ray. And what I the real reason that I got it was because it is the only place where you can get Richard Linklater's Linklater's first film. Um, It's impossible to learn how to plow by reading books, I think is the title of it. And it is essentially just uh, a 360p uh, visual wallpaper, uh, uh, moving wallpaper. It's like there's there's barely any plot, maybe some, but it's just it's really just like walking around Austin essentially um just it's it's almost an experimental film and frankly I like it more than slacker <laughs> um if it was in if it was in HD I would be shouting its praises from the rooftops as it stands you're only you're left with this 360p stuff and it frankly doesn't look that good but you can if you see through all of the pixels then you can that there's there's actually a very nice meditative quality about it. But um, anyway, that is not my recommendation for the margins. What's your recommendation for the margins? Oh, man. 
Oh, I I messed up on this one. I I was so caught up on uh what's it called? You know, the excitement of boxing gym that I forgot to think of something that it's really sort of fitting uh for for okay. for the film. Um I mean, I I can talk about a, a recent film I watched I liked that's not really related. Sure. Why not? Is that fine? Go for it. Yeah, don't sound, don't sound too excited about it. Um, I recently watched uh, Bertrand Bonello's Nocturama. I've heard of it. I don't quite remember what it is. Uh, well, it is a French movie. It takes place in Paris. Uh, it's about some teens who are anxiously walking around the city. And then you kind of realize that they are in the middle of of a terrorist act they are planting bombs <laughs> and they are committing assassinations uh and okay. <laughs> um and it is um just a, like a, it's and then it kind of turns into like the first half is this is this plot and then the they hole up in a department store and then the next half of the movie until the climax at the end is like a a dark hangout film um and it has the most inspired it has the most inspired use of willow smith's i whip my hair back and forth that i've seen in cinema <laughs> what um yeah and it's just like like nihilist filmmaking okay uh, i don't know i don't know there's like a, a a deep dark heart at the middle of nocturama that i really appreciated all right. Um, I put I put it on, and my roommates were there in the living room, and ev- pretty much everybody except but me finished that screening, being like, "What was that, Harold? What did you just make us watch?" And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm going to be thinking about this for the next week or so, huh?" And here I am. Do you do you ever watch Wiseman films out in the middle with everyone? Uh, I th- did for for City Hall. Okay. Um, in general, no. Okay. Um, mostly because, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to bore my Oh, come on. It's my big job boring. No, I know. You uncultured swine. I should. I really should. Uh, but I have to be, it's it's weird, you know, living with like three other people. And yeah, yeah, all, I get it. We're working from home and school. Uh, it's my TV. So I should be like, move out of the way and let me watch my Wiseman. Uh, but I, you know, try to give everybody their space. Yeah. And so sometimes it's like, you know, this movie is like 720p. I don't need to put it up on my big TV. Yeah. To like really, it's, really it is it. one of, I think pretty much all the stuff that he's on film, when you go to buy it, it's like pretty much only available on DVD. Um, I would love to see a, a 4K. Wiseman oh, I want to see 4K of everything. Like when we get to the store, I really, which is the film, Wiseman first woman Wiseman film that I saw, I want to see that in 4K. Um, but um, uh, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, my recommendation for the margins, I too was like boxing gym. What do I pair this with? What's something obscure? And then I was just like, you know what? Uh, I just. I really want to just this movie's so good. It's one of my favorite films. It's one of my favorite sports films. It might be my favorite sports film. I don't know. It's it's Ryan Coogler's Creed. It's just that amazing. <laughs> um I like this movie way better than I like Rocky. Um I'll 
I just there's such an energy to this film and Ryan Coogler one of one of the great new filmmakers in in the 2010s he directed three of the most important films that came out um there was Black Panther obviously there was Creed which reinvigorated um uh reinvigorated the uh the Rocky franchise and like uh, there was a lot of subversive stuff in there about how it addressed maybe some of the racist uh, connotations from like the origins of the series. Um, and then he made Fruitvale Station, which I considered calling a lot of times like maybe the most when it came out, the most topical movie <laughs> ever released um, because it came out. It was released in the U.S. the same week that the Black Lives Matter movement started. Um which was in June, the first week of June of 2013. And I was just like, I don't think there has ever been a movie to come out that was more topical um, than, than the film, the biopic of Oscar Grant coming out the same week as um, the acquittal of George Zimmerman. And anyway, uh, but yeah, Creed, uh, you've heard of it. You've probably seen it, but it's so good. Just go watch it again. Uh <laughs> Uh, talk about montages that the the big montage in that film is one of my favorite montages period but um anyway uh we'll wrap up today uh with walsh watch uh <laughs> uh mayor marty walsh is um considering opening up uh sections of boston but he's urging people not to do saint patty's celebrations uh, so that has been uh, Walsh Watch. He has not yet been confirmed uh, to Biden's cabinet. So uh, I guess he's. Do you know when the hearing? Do you know when the hearings for that? Uh, are? I don't know. There's 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 so much going on with with the confirmation with the confirmation stuff. Um, I said back when Biden was elected that he is he is appearing to be defined by his good intentions, whether or not he'll be defined by good results we'll yet to see and now over a month later i'm like eh it might just be good intentions and not good results uh yeah <laughs> like we're still waiting on stimulus yeah. checks and all that stuff i promise he'd stop deportations we except he just rebranded it not done that no yeah come on come on man <sighs> anyway <laughs> We started out on a depressing note, and we're going out on a depressing note. <laughs> um, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, so, Harold, uh, plug yourself. <laughs> I'm at HaroldTXT on Twitter and at Schmerold on Letterboxd if you want to keep up with what I watch. That's S-C-H-M-A-R-O-L-D. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, as for me, you can find me on Twitter, Letterbox at Blue Gray Closet. Uh, I've got some new pieces out for Movie Babble. Um, my the place where I publish, I got a, a best of uh, films of twenty twenty uh, awards article, um, and I've also did a piece on Malcolm and Marie, which is if it does not end up being my worst film of twenty twenty one, then. Frankly, was it a really good year for cinema? Maybe not. Um, but uh, yeah, I got that. I've got. Uh, you can find us Twitter at Screens Margins. You can find us on Patreon at 
slash greens margins. We've got bonus podcasts about Rainer Werner Fassbinder. We got Lucrecia Martel. We got Dorothy Arzner. We got notes from the margins, which is uh, scene by scene breakdowns of Frederick Wiseman films that I do. Uh, you can vote on future episodes of the Fassbinder podcast. You can vote on what films we review on Fresh from the Margins, the new release podcast. Uh, we also uh, have a special project in the works that should be be released maybe sometime in the next month or so. I'm not really sure. It's up to other people, but yeah, we're we got we're work we're working on stuff and uh we <laughs> I've said in the past is like hey we're just kind of doing this. It's we're not really making any money. Um, so just kind of support us for the bonus content, but we, it's not like we rely on this to make this stuff. And lately I've just kind of been looking at my finances like, oh, I might not be able to afford doing all of these podcasts, (laughs) um, while maybe not working as many hours as I need to. Um, but, uh, but so it, I'll just say this, it would, if you, if you, uh, uh, became a member of the Patreon to enjoy all the bonus podcasts that we do um then it that would definitely help ensure the continuance of the screens margins which i mean yeah i'm just i'm back from break and i'm really glad that i'm doing this again because i really enjoy really enjoy working on these podcasts i really enjoy talking to you harold and and with my other co-hosts and so uh yeah uh i guess I guess, uh, oh, and also, sorry if this episode kind of was a little weird in spots. Our interconnection hasn't been that great uh, this episode. But, yeah, but, um, yeah, well, uh, yeah that, some of that will get fixed in post. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll f- fix it in post <laughs> as much as possible. But um, anyway, uh, with that, uh, we know that there's a poll these days when it comes to films to focus only on the big and mainstream stuff. So thank you for spending time with us today here on The Margins. Good night. Oh, and one last thing. I forgot to say that next week we're doing The Dance. It's a 2009 uh, uh, film about the Paris Ballet. That's all. Bye. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.